Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, yo, what it do, everybody? It's your boy, John Altador with Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Back at you with another one. My boys, Vlad and Barry. What's good, fellas? Yo, what's going on, guys? Hey, doing well. Can't uh, complain. Just another day in paradise. You already know the vibes. You know the vibes. Yeah, before we start up, man, we'd like to remind you, if you have questions and you'd like us to answer it on the show, please send us an email or a DM on social media or whatever you'd like or whatever is easier for you. You can even text us if you have questions for us so the email is profansports1 at gmail.com and you can also support the podcast by donating on the website www.profansports.com all right follow us on social media we're on instagram instagram.com slash profans underscore sports okay we're on twitter profansports facebook profansports and then on youtube youtube.com slash profansports you can catch us on there uh we drop our episodes every tuesday morning on all major streaming platforms and our videos come out on youtube every wednesday morning and before we start the show we'd like to say happy father's day to all the fathers out there happy father's day john oh thank you bro (laughs) yes yes happy father's day to john as well as uh my father uh, Jay Abois, so and happy Father's Day to all the great fathers out there that hold it down for their families uh, day in and day out. So we appreciate you guys and what you do. So big, big uh, shout outs to y'all. Well, I want to send a special happy Father's Day to all the fathers that listen to the, to the show. Yeah, yes, yeah definitely. Sure. Oh, yeah, fast. To the show, man. Any other fan of the shows that's a dad, happy Father's Day. Yes, yes, big facts, absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, and you know, I think this is a cliche, cliche thing, but like, if if the dad is not in the picture and you're holding down all that stuff too, I guess Happy Father's Day to yeah. you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, anybody, for real. Any, anybody that plays a father role, a father figure, honestly, mm-hmm. you should should be wish a Happy Father's Day. For real, for real though. You know what I'm saying? Um, so <laughs> that's, that's true. Facts. Yeah. So guys, this weekend something big happened. This weekend, you guys know what it is. Juneteenth. How was your How was your weekend? Juneteenth on Friday. My Juneteenth was good. Took the day off from work. Um, yeah, yeah. After two for almost three months, finally saw my friends. We all got together for Juneteenth. Um, went to the beach. Um, tried to social distance as much as possible. Um, but I think it was just a good, really good time to like see each other and be with each other. Yeah, Barry. Did you get to do anything on Juneteenth? Yeah, I did a little bit on uh, Juneteenth. I took the day off from work as well, as you know, Vlad did, and I was able to go to Sandy Beach and Winchester, Mass, and do uh, some some swimming and go in the water, and uh, yeah, and then have a good time over there with a couple of my friends. So it was, you know, really cool and awesome to actually have the day off and enjoy and relax, and you know, and then have a good time. Did it actually feel like a holiday to you? I. It did, but it felt like a regular day because, you know, I know the boat earlier that day I was, you know, running some errands and doing what uh, I had to do and stuff. And so, I mean, I definitely understand the importance of the day and, you know, and, and appreciative of 
and grateful, you know, that we do have this day. Finally. You know, it's at about damn time. For real, seriously, it took long enough, long, way long overdue, yeah. to say the least. So, yeah. it, it, it definitely felt like a holiday. And, uh, yeah, and I was glad that I was able to, you know, get the day off from work to be able to enjoy it and uh, have that time to myself. Yeah, no, I actually took the day off myself. I didn't have the day off. Um, and so I requested a day off at the, at the beginning of the week. Cause I was just like, listen, man, this is, <laughs> this is the year. Like, you know, things are changing and you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to celebrate it. I said to myself from now on, I'm not going to work that day at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take it as, as like 4th of July and I'm going to be out there barbecuing and, and whatever. And it just so happened that, um, it was my good friend's birthday that day, you know, um, went to college with her. So shout out to Julie, um, went out to North Billerica. Uh, with her and her fiance Mike, you know, we got to go out on the boats, and you know, my daughter got to go out on them, and it actually felt like it actually felt like a Fourth of July. You know, we had food, we had beers, we had drinks, we had the balls thrown around, kids on the slip and slide. You know what I'm saying? Nice, um, nice, it's awesome. It was pretty cool, man, and um, I hope a lot of people. I mean, I hope majority of you people actually took the day for yourselves and actually celebrated, because you know, I think it's been long overdue. And as we can see a lot of changes, man, I just hope these changes keep keep continuing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and while that happened, the NBA and the NFL recognized Juneteenth and gave their employees a day off, too. So I see a lot of that stuff happening uh, around around the country. You know, a lot of companies are noticing it. Some companies are doing some fuck shit like Elon Musk talking about, oh, it's going to be a holiday, but it's going to be a paid. I mean, it's going to you're going to have to take a day off kind of like a, you know, personal day. To actually enjoy the day, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And his excuse was like, "Well, a lot of holidays are like that." You know what I'm saying? I'm like, this is not like a regular holiday, bro. <laughs> Facts, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, this is not. You know, th there's holidays. Fucking people just drink all day and wear green. You know what I'm saying? Not, not to knock the the Irish people. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, what is that holiday really about? I don't know. Do you guys know? Not. What really. What is St. Patty's Day about? I believe it's about. It's the day that um. Catholicism reach the Irish or something like that. I've never heard that. Nothing before. that I know of. I'm not Irish and I don't celebrate St. Patrick's Day. But I do think that, I mean, I think that um, Juneteenth should be made a national holiday. Um, it That hasn't happened yet, so there's still a lot to fight for. Um, mm -hmm. Until that happened, we should keep fighting for that. There's a bill. Um, ish. Huh? The Democrats put a bill to actually change yeah, it. Yeah, they did actually. But, but it's, you know, it's yeah. been, it's, it's taken like this year that people are trying to like fuck the country up. Right, 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 right. right. You know yeah, for to that to happen, so, no, that's um, true. But anyway, so I think I think it should be a, be made a national holiday, and all companies should take it off. <laughs> I seen this meme the other day. It's like, yo, white people are acting like black people just came out. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, right? Pretty like, much, oh, pretty man. much, bro. It's like, you know, there's so much shit that you know that's been held from us. It's like a lot of people, you know, kind of like. Donald Trump talk about I made Juneteenth famous this week. It's like, are you? Yeah. You're a fucking joke, buddy. Yeah. Right, right. You know? I get out of here. With you know that. what that is? It's like it's like Christopher Columbus, right? Christopher Columbus. Yes, yes, yes. Right, he right. Said, he, he I discovered, discovered America. It. Mm -hmm. It's the same same thing Trump is doing with Juneteenth. It's like people's been celebrating Juneteenth for years, like F forever, dude. Right, right. You know what I mean? And so now he wants to take the opportunity to like make it his own thing. He made it happen. And you know, fuck, please, fuck, fuck out of here. <laughs> like, oh, please. I made it very. Nobody knew. Nobody knew what it was. No, you didn't know. No, right, right. Know. You're a dumbass and <laughs> ignorant and uneducated ass that didn't know. Like, 
But the, the black American, the black community knew exactly what Juneteenth was, I mean, even I, prior to the, this year. It had obviously this year was the events that had, you know, transpired recently uh, throughout the last several months that had more meaning behind it yeah, and yeah. more significance mm-hmm. behind it. But we knew exactly what it was and were already well aware of what the holiday meant to, you know, us as, you know, the the black community well before Trump even was here or we even knew who Trump was exactly. I don't even think we have to tell him, you know, but like as as listeners, we want to educate you guys and make sure you guys know this stuff, you know, because we know we do have, you know, a lot of white fans as well and we love them all, you know what I'm saying? We just want you guys to know, you know, um, we are, you know, a black podcast and we're always going to make sure we empower the people, you know, Mm -hmm. we empower everybody at the same time too and actually, um, which brings me to the next one, uh, which is a question from Lizzie Walbridge. Uh, and she wanted to know, is, is the NFL taking the day off for Juneteenth? And, you know, just wanted to answer that. Yes, they are. They are taking the day off. And I think it's a it, I think it's a big deal, you know, um, because if you know the history and you, you've been watching the NFL recently, it's been different. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially with Colin Kaepernick and all that stuff, which actually brings us into the NFL. So let, let, let's tackle the NFL a little bit. Uh, Roger Goodell supports the signing of Kaepernick. You guys been paying attention to that? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, as I said in previous shows, it's too little, too late. Like, what do you mean you support it? So have you not supported the signing of Kaepernick? What was all the the thing he did last year? What was that about? You know, I mean, the trials he did last year or the video that he did last year, what was that about? All the teams that supposedly brought him in to work out, what was that about? You Did you not support him then? Like, it's too little too late now. Like, I don't care what Roger Goodell is saying about the Kaepernick thing. I hope Kaepernick gets signed, but Roger Goodell, any of the owners, any of the owners that are coming out now saying to support um, the sign of Kaepernick, like, meaning, it just shows you that you actually blackballed him. and that I, you, Yeah, they're showing you, their hand. That you mm-hmm. didn't want to get him signed the last four or five years. So, I don't care what you guys say. It's, it's too late now to, like, make good. Do you think it's a big deal that, that Roger Goodell actually said it and actually said nah, his name? I don't. Barry, you, do you think that's a big deal? Uh, n- not really. I'm kind of with Vlad in the sense that it's pretty much irrelevant yeah. that, you know, he, he's saying this now. And I was just going to say that he's actually saying this in spite of actually coming out with the apology directed towards Colin Kaepernick. We're still all still waiting to hear that that's apology true. True. from, you know, Roger Goodell. Elder Colin Kaepernick, he came out with this, you know, a bogus ass apology and a really vague in general apology that, you know, didn't mention Colin Kaepernick and wasn't towards him. It was it was just a real broad and generalized apology. So I don't know if this is his way of apologizing and saying that, you know, yeah, I fucked up that he should be, you know, in, in the league and, you know, deserves to be back. But I mean, at this point, it's like you're really saying that four years later after the fact of him kneeling and uh, peaceful protesting, uh, you know, during the national anthem. What's up? Well, I heard that that could be like a, it could be like a, I don't know, violation because they had, they took, Colin Kaepernick took them to court and they came through with the settlement and things like that. So I've heard that some people have mentioned the fact that it could be like, oh, if they actually apologize to him, that's like them admitting. And then therefore, Colin Kaepernick could like take them back to court and be like, you see, this is what I, exactly what I told you. You know what I'm saying? Well, anytime a company settle, it means that the company is admitting guilt to some degree, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like anytime company, so even though they didn't say that in court, right. they're admitting some kind of guilt to some degree. So even though it could be a legal breaching, apologizing, it should be done. Right. It's it's worth the risk to breach that legal contract or whatever 
to apologize because it's such a big deal. If you were Colin Kaepernick, if they actually breached it, would you go hard at them again, or would you just want like you know a chance to get back in? Um, I think everybody knows what everybody know what happened. I don't think that fight is. I don't know if it's worth going back at them. I mean, I would if I'm Colin Kaepernick, I would want to play. And I don't even if Colin Kaepernick goes at them again, again, he should still play. Even if he decides to take them back to court, he should be he should still be in the NFL and take them back to court. <laughs> you know That'd what be I mean? kind of awkward, huh? So, so that would be so, really I mean, odd and an awkward Jerry kind of Jones, vibe. Jerry Jones right? took the NFL to court before. He's still an owner in the NFL. Yeah, so but that's what? Jerry Jones. Though. No, but I don't think <laughs> Jerry Jones. But, and that's Colin Kaepernick. He he's making all this is all this that's happening, that's happening now. Right now, I'm not saying Colin Kaepernick solid law, but Colin Kaepernick has a lot to do with all the racial um what awareness that's going on in the country right now Facts. so i don't care if it's jerry jones jerry jones wasn't who he was when he first bought the cowboys you know <laughs> yeah, I mean? he but... took a while to build to build who he is and colin Kaepernick has built himself as a social activist that is well known around the country and he should be respected so as the quarterback even though he's playing with the team if he wants to take the the nfl back to court saying hey you guys are admitting uh, you guys are admitting um, to blackballing me, so be it. But anyways, I just, to me, I mean, I'm more of like, what is past has passed, so let's go on with the future. That's yeah. probably how I would approach it. Uh-huh. But I'm saying if Colin Kaepernick decides to do both, I'm with you. Yeah, no, I, I like that too, man. Um, I think he should have the ability to do both, you know, um, kind of like they do, you know, mess you up and then sign you whenever they want to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of Colin right, Kaepernick. Right. No, I um, agree. I'm decided that you have John. I think, yeah, you should... I don't know if he should take him back to court. I think he should just focus on, you know, playing ball and, you know, get him back in the league and uh, and getting his, you know, NFL career back and, and being, you know, the best quarterback that he can be and getting himself ready for whichever teams that want to, you know, give him an opportunity and that want to actually bring him in for a tryout of for a visit, you know, since you know training camp is approaching within the next month, and I've been hearing that there are some interest in the league and regarding Colin Kaepernick and like some actual interest, not the yeah. interest that oh that this team's like really interested, but they're like not interested or they're you know not bullying. There's actually some legit interest this time and actually uh, you know getting him signed and bringing him in. So I think that you know in a sense. That he, you know, he should just move on uh, from from that. Like we all know, he was right in doing what he did, and you know, protesting a few years ago. So at this point, he just, you know, needs to focus on, you know, playing ball and uh, and getting back in the the league and 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 getting you know ready for this upcoming season and for his next opportunity, uh, which I do believe will be coming in the very near future. I hope so, man. You know, um, speaking on him, Trump actually said that he should get another chance to play in the NFL if he is good, but that he won't watch if the NFL players are kneeling again. So bringing it back to the whole bullshit, you know, um, what is it, national anthem argument or whatever, this guy just won't stop, man. You know, um, so I, I think that's very funny. Did you guys, you guys seen that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I laughed when I saw oh, yeah, that. Did you guys yeah, laugh yeah, when you see that? Oh, yeah, that was laughable. That I was, was like, hilarious. Are you serious, dude? Right, like, right. You, this dude, he's a really funny dude, I man. I just don't listen to anything that guy has to say. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nothing he says matters to me, in a sense. Yeah. Or, like, whatever he says, it's, you know it's going to be an idiot statement or something. Yeah, no, man. Facts, he, no, that's true. I agree. Yeah, while all this is going on and everybody's speaking out, 
uh, Roger Goodell, Donald Trump, the players. You know, one person that that has not been speaking at all is uh, Jerry Jones. He still not has said a word um, about the racial tension. And um, he's been called out a couple times by a few players. Um, no one notably is Richard Sherman. And I think uh, Des Bryant said, you know, he, he needs to do something about this stuff, too. Um, how do you guys feel about the guy that owns the most lucrative NFL team on the planet, you know, still hasn't said anything about everything that's going on? I've never looked at Jerry Jones as the guy to look up to. I've never seen him as the leader. Maybe he's the financial leader. Maybe he's the macho guy or whatever, the cowboy. But that I've never seen Jerry Jones as the guy that I'm going to be like, Oh, let me wait to see what Jerry says. Like, I've looked... As much as I think Mr. Kraft is a double-sided kind of guy, like, he might act good in front of you and not be good um, behind your back, I still think I would look up... I would wait for for Robert Kraft to say something before I um, look for Jerry Jones to say something. Jerry Jones is a old... He To me, he's a nasty old man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not going to look... So is, so is Robert Kraft, but Robert Kraft has done more things in the public eye that are um what do you call that good. um good i guess but i, I want humanitarian yeah like. yeah 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 exactly thank you um he's done more of that than i've seen jerry jones do that so um to me i, I yeah, yeah I, no robert Kraft is very generous we, we right, know that absolutely you know, he, yeah he likes to be generous at polish too. and look at what he did for the oh, poor <laughs> I heard it, of course, John. Of course. Look at, look at what he did when COVID happened. You yeah. know, took his plane to no, China, blah, huge. blah, blah. All that is great. So, all I'm saying is, I'm not looking for Jerry Jones to do anything. Like, Jerry Jones, to me, he's not the upstanding citizen that's going to, like, make things happen. Whether he should say something or not is a different story. I definitely think he should say something. Huh? Am I disappointed that Jerry Jones didn't say anything? I'm just saying I didn't expect any better. No, that, that, that's fair. That's fair. Do you feel like Jerry Jones should be saying something, Barry? Yeah, definitely. He, for what sure. should he be saying? And he should be speaking up and should be in support of the Black Lives Matter protest and movement. Why? What do you mean, why? I mean, look who uh, he has playing and working for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has many black players on that Cowboys team that, you know, go to war for him each and every Sunday, particularly the most high profile players on that team. When you think of the quarterback, Dak Prescott, uh, the running back, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Amari Cooper, the top receiver. Uh, the offensive see, line. Yeah, a good part of the offensive line is black. I know they have like one or two yeah. offensive linemen that are white, but the majority of them are black. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, who's a good defensive player, he's also uh, black. I don't know if you guys know Gerald McCoy is. Yep, he's a yep. new defensive lineman from the Bucks that they just signed. Uh, and he was another person who actually also Ooh. called out Jerry Jones for not speaking up and for being his silent. He, he was on first take this week uh, with Stephen A. and Max We dropped C.D. Lamb. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys, yeah. C.D. Lamb. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, n- another so, black player. So if you get my point that I, I he has all that, that these, you know, black, you know, players who are part of his organization and are, you know, a, a big part of who the Cowboys are today. So I'm sure they would greatly appreciate and be grateful of him actually saying something that has, I'm sure, deeply affected those guys in terms of, uh, you know, and then, yeah, in, ter- in terms of, you know, not only their own lives, but I'm sure their families' lives uh, as, as well that have been impacted by this. So, uh, 
I'm surprised those guys up until now haven't really pushed Jerry Jones to say so something. I know there are players that work for him, so they can only really do and say so much. And Jerry Jones is, to me, one of those guys that Jerry Jones is going to do what he wants to do and say what he wants to do. Like, if he doesn't, and he's always about his bottom line. So if he is not going to do something or say something that he doesn't feel like saying or doing, he's not going to say it regardless of what people think. Like, he's always going to do him regardless and be his own person and do whatever he thinks is is best for him and is what's in best interest for the, the for the Cowboys and for his bottom line at the end of the day since he's a businessman. Yeah. So he's not going to do anything that affects him from, from that standpoint. But I do feel like he definitely deserves it to those guys that I just named. He should at least... You know, say something uh, in, in in regards to the social injustice that has been going on uh, in the in the country, uh, because he's one of the most high profile people in the, in the NFL and in, in all of sports. World, in, right, whether you like the guy or not, like when he says something, I know he says a lot of things that you know people aren't really fond of, and that. Uh, and, and and that you know a lot of people don't really like, but I mean when he speaks up and says something that carries a lot more weight and it's it is even louder than the majority of the owners and the majority of the people in sports that you know speak up and say something. So I feel like in that sense he should definitely at least you know have some sort of you know courtesy and. Some, some sort of, you know, respect uh, for all the guys that, you know, work for him and that associated with that are, you know, black and African-American to show some sort of support. No, I definitely agree. Uh, I think I'm, I'm with, with I'm with both of you guys because you both of you guys. Well, you said you didn't care to hear, but he should say it, yeah. you know, and I definitely agree with that. You know, and you you just think he he needs to come out and say something. Period. And mm-hmm. um, I think I'm leaning more towards Vlad. As you know, I I don't look at Jerry Jones for like any type of guidance at all. Well, you know, when, whenever anything happens, I don't I don't see him as a guy that's gonna take leadership. You know what I'm saying? But when things are getting fucked up, I can see Jerry Jones. You know, being like that front runner. You know, oh, he wants to change this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? Like when it comes to like owner meetings or like rule meetings or when it comes to the draft you know i'm gonna be in a room i'm gonna make the picks you got you know what i'm saying right, like right. stuff like that you know mm-hmm. so um he's he's a rash guy man and you know i'd be very very surprised if jerry jones came out and actually said black lives matter and you know supports the guys you know what i what i thought was very interesting while we were having this conversation is i i remember the video the nfl players made recently was Dak prescott on there I don't believe he was on there. No, but Ezekiel Elliott was on there. Was he on there? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, did, I know someone from the Cowboys was was on there. I don't believe Dak Prescott was on there. But I, I think Ezekiel Elliott was was. I, I, they had at least one player on that team. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm actually disappointed Dak wasn't on there. And it's like, bro, you're you know a black he should have been on there. I, I you're agree. you're coming up on a big ass contract. You know what I'm saying? This is the time you could use. You know what I mean? All the leverage you can to actually make that happen. So for sure, um, hopefully he comes out and says something. But I know him; he's more of like the you know I don't want to ruffle any feathers. 
you know, when it comes to, like, his stance against, like, what happened with Colin Kaepernick, if you remember, he wasn't really trying to touch it. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, you know, I respect, you know, I'm going to stand for the flag, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So, But he did speak up on it, and he has spoken up on thing, other controversial things and, you know, subjects that have happened in the past. So it's kind of surprising how when all this is going on, He's not saying a word. We're not hearing from him when he's an outspoken guy and a guy that usually doesn't hide behind closed doors and is usually, you know, out there speaking his mind and and getting his his word out there. So I, I'm kind of surprised that you guys are surprised that you're not looking for him to say anything and that you don't expect for him to say anything. Well, you're knowing that like he's a guy that doesn't is not shy and is always going to speak his mind. Right. So you're surprised that we, we're not surprised? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I yeah, mean but that, it's, it's Jerry Jones. Nothing he says... No, seriously. Is, like, if you think back on, like, Nothing any he kind says of I agree with, nothing he says comes out and said that I'm, like, in favor of. Like, when the players were kneeling for the flag... Um, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. he didn't want his players to kneel during the anthem. They kneel in uh, um in the middle of the field after the anthem, but during the anthem, he didn't want like he was against that. I don't I don't look for Jerry Jones to come out. I'm saying he should. He definitely should. He should support his players, especially if the NFL gets to play this fall. I expect his players to kneel, and I want to see what he does when that happens. But right, as far as Jerry Jones is concerned, I don't look for Jerry Jones for the powerful message on what to do. Hey, at least we got. But I just looked up the video. Zeke was on there multiple times, but um, he was. Dak, was, Dak that. wasn't on there. Dak right, wasn't right, on there. Right. Good, good for Zeke, man. Yeah, you big know? shout out to Zeke. Yeah, at least um, if Jerry Jones is not saying something, you know, the, the other guys that are in you know places of power are doing some things. You know, like the Patriots. I, you know, before the NFL came out and, and said that they were observing Juneteenth, I think the Patriots were one of the first teams to actually give the, the players a day off. You mm-hmm. know, so shout outs to them, man, and. You know, they, they haven't been in, like, the best light as of late since Donald Trump came in. Not just because of that, but, like, I think that added some fuel to the fire to for the fans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and how the fans reacted to the players raising their fists and stuff. So, um, I'm glad to see that they're taking, you know, a lead on this and, and putting it in the forefront and doing something about it, man. You know, um, but with so many teams celebrating Juneteenth, supporting Black Lives Matter, and approving of their players kneeling... Um, you think the NFL is like moving away from Trump? That's a really hard thing to answer. I I doubt. I just think the NFL is so money hungry that right now they're playing the game, right? The game right now is everybody that wants money support Black Lives Matter. That's the game right now, right? Yeah. And also, all your top players are black. Your 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 MVP is black. Your top quarterback is black. Mm-hmm. Your defensive player of the year is black, like we said last week. So because of that, I feel as though the, the NFL is playing the game right now. So I feel as though I don't think they're moving away from Trump. I think they're trying to play both sides, especially especially the Patriots, to be honest. And um, the Cowboys. And the Cowboys. Well, well, they're not really matter. playing both sides, you know. But Jones. right, right. The the Patriots are playing both sides because. When when Trump was going into power, Belichick wrote a letter that Trump read out in public supporting him. Um, the Brady Robert, locker room Robert, situation. Oh, yeah, right, Robert, right. Robert Kraft has come out publicly that he supports Trump. Oh, that's my friend or whatever he said. So I I, mm-hmm. I think they're playing both sides. I bet you, I bet you they're a hundred percent playing both sides. I I don't trust, you know, I don't trust rich white man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I definitely get what you're saying, but I actually think 
the NFL is starting to, you know, go against Trump and separate themselves from Trump just from the How simple, so? just for the simple fact that there's a lot of guys that have come out and been, you know, very vocal about the Black Lives Matter movement and that have gone even gone as far as to say that they're gonna be more than willing to kneel. Uh, during the national anthem, when uh, the season does start and when the games are, are, are played, I feel like that's definitely a good and big step, you know, for for the league and and not only have you know, the African American black players said that, even some of the you know white players have Jubilee. said that uh, <laughs> after he fucked up. Well, not only him, but you know Baker Mayfield and you know JJ Watt have said that they are planning. To kneel uh, during during the national anthem when uh, the season does start, uh, you know, even Bill O'Brien said that as as well. Even though he's a coach, but I mean that still is you know pretty big for him to say that. Uh, I think certainly there's you know some teams that do still side you know with with with, with Trump, like you know the Patriots do, since you know the top guys in that organization do have a good relationship and are really good friends with Donald Trump, but I feel as though more organizations than not for for the most part are starting to separate themselves away from him and and and, and try to not really, you know, associate, you know, with you know, with Trump at all and and be against what he's, you know, been saying since it's you know, I'm sure a lot of those the guys on those organizations don't agree with what he's been saying. And uh, so I certainly think that is a sign that the league is starting to go against the, the Donald Trump. I think like Vlad, I'm not sure like if the league is going moving away from Donald Trump. Uh, I definitely know that there's still some owners that support him that still like, you know, send him like 2.5 mil for his campaigns and stuff like that. So, uh, there are a couple out there still, and we know the Patriots are one of those teams that support him. You know, so I don't. I think they are playing both sides. You know, both sides of the fence. But at the same time, maybe the owners are not going away from Donald Trump, but the players are definitely going away from Donald Trump. Mm-hmm, you know, for what I'm sure, definitely. And I, I hope, think I hope the players were always away from Donald Trump. Yeah, but but, facts, but exactly. before I, I guess, think they I were. It's not Drew Brees, right? No, I think before. <laughs> Yeah, or select fewer guys in the league. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Right. No, I think before they were afraid of like the, you know, the consequences. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. now Black Lives Matter movement is coming around. If anybody speaks and they're reprimanded for anything cuz they spoke up about like social injustice or, you know, they spoke out about something the president is saying or they go, you know, they're going against them, I don't think anybody's going to do anything to them cuz they're so scared of the backlash that they're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Cuz it's like the cancel culture is real, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, the cancel culture is real. At the same time, I don't know if cancel culture... Cancel culture definitely can't, like, affect an organization to the point where, you know, they just, like, stop working or anything like that. But at the same time, it's like your fan base, you know, it, it's a it's a big population. And yeah, so Roger Goodell needs to make $25 billion for the owners, so I don't 25 think... $25 billion? Yeah. What? So, Shit. As a, as, a, as a league, right? As a league, and then distributed to all the other owners, so um, whatever that is, you know what I mean? So I think I think as soon as the league starts losing money, they start losing viewers. I don't think he wants to risk that, you know. What I'm trying to say. So I think he's gonna do whatever in his power to not lose as many views as possible. Yeah, no, nah, I, 
you know, you were saying, you know, everybody's going to jump on Black Lives Matter because that's what's in right now. Yeah. Um, and it kind of reminds me of um, this text uh, D.L. Hughley put out. Not a text, he, he, like a tweet or something like that. Okay. He said, um, Black Lives Matter is the new green. What do you mean by new green? Yeah, right, right. Black Lives Matter is the new green. Like, corporations are going to use that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see Amazon okay, okay, is yeah. I mean, on it now. Oh, yeah, let's go buy from Amazon because yeah. they support us now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Any fucking, you know, marketplace that puts up, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, Whole Foods, you know, stops employees from going, from working with Black Lives Matter masks. Let's cancel them. You know what I'm saying? Well, same, like, same thing happened to um, Starbucks. Starbucks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I fuck hit Starbucks. I hit right, Starbucks. Right, right. Starbucks you was know, trash when, anyway to whenever, begin with. Right, right. I always look people that go to Starbucks the wrong way like, eh, why are you going to Starbucks? Why? Yeah. I don't know. That just, shit's expensive as shit. Exactly. Right, right. So, I didn't even that good. I didn't understand why people go there. Bro, and, I, and I can't go in there and just get a small coffee. got to be like a venti or a denti. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? Exactly, for real. You know what I'm saying? Can, can I you're get the, a fucking small the, coffee? Exactly. Well, the tall is like the smallest, right? Like, like what, what is yeah. that? You order the tall and you're like, yo, this is small. Because <laughs> I know uh, when I get a tall beer, I get a tall fucking nah, beer. But you, exactly. know, you know why I always hated people that went to Starbucks? Because they, they look down upon you if you don't go with them. Because, yes. oh, you don't drink Starbucks like I do? You yeah. drink Dunkin'? Oh, you must be poor or something. You s- fuck <laughs> out of here, please. Yeah, Dunkin' over Starbucks any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Starbucks is <laughs> trash and it fucking sucks. Pretty no, simple as that. Yeah, no. So, I mean, with that said, I, I just, um, they are doing some right things, you know, with uh, calling Juneteenth a holiday, giving the players off, which, you know, I'm like grateful for it, but I'm like really fucking annoyed that we are just now like actually recognizing it. You know, shit, but better late people. than never, though. Better no, fuck all that shit, bro. Really? Like, better late than never. It's like, bro, we've been here, man. And, I mean, because of the protests, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm glad it's happening. Don't get me wrong. I'm just mm-hmm. like, bro, like, it, it just pisses me off. Me. Like, all this time, you know, these things are being held from us. And it's like, they wasn't going to do anything unless we spoke up about it. You know what I'm saying? Right, nah, like, nah, you're right. No, you're what, right. what the fuck are we doing, man? Um, right, this should have been happened. They should have been recognized. It just, just should have been there, man. Holiday years ago, right, right, decades ago. Yeah, for real, dude. Like this is our Independence Day, and we we should have been able to celebrate it just like July Fourth for the longest time. That's that's what I'm saying. You yeah, know, we should even um, have like our own fireworks show and everything, right? Yeah, but I think I think come this season when the players start to kneel. And Donald Trump start going crazy again about, you know, the NFL and, you know, riling the people up and stuff. I think that's when, like, the owners are, are going to be like, listen, man, you know, cut the shit. You feel me? Like, this so is what are they going to tell their players not to kneel? Exactly. That's what I'm the saying. Players like, are gonna not, not the players. Not the players. I'm talking about in regards to Donald Trump, you know, when he starts tweeting and they're like, dude, all right, enough is enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, cut the right. shit. You know, we're, we're not with that shit. You know? Right, right. Like, at the end of the day, the owners are billionaires, but the players make the fucking league, you know. You see how, exactly. how scared the NBA guys got when Kyrie was like, yo, let's go make our own league. This <laughs> crazy. This dude's crazy. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, right. I, yeah. I don't even want to get on that yet because we're not on the NBA yet. Yeah, right, But, right. Um, you know, let, let's just get through the NFL. Uh, another news in the NFL, the NFLPA is advising players against training in groups because of the coronavirus. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention a couple coronavirus cases came out and things like that and the nfl is telling people or telling the players do not do these 
uh, private workouts where you have like a whole personnel group, you know, going in because the whole offense, the whole offense, right, you know, right. putting stuff in, and they're saying, "Look, we're trying to get everybody to the season as healthy as possible." So it would mm-hmm. be really helpful if you guys wasn't meeting up in other states, you know, working out. Um, which is going to affect the season for everybody, you know, if that's the case. You know, I, I actually kind of like that players were taking initiative and coming together and doing their own thing, but think, at the same time. I, right? th- I think everybody was excited for that because it means that, okay, maybe there's going to be football. Maybe yeah. that's what we're having. Mm-hmm. Because for a while, players couldn't even practice. They couldn't even be next to each other. Once you start seeing players next to each other, they start throwing the ball, Brady throwing the ball. You're like, oh, shit, I'm getting excited. You know what I mean? Getting, like, right. flashback of the NFL or something like that, but... I think it just shows you how the virus is such an unknown. Like it's we, real. We thought we were go- we thought we were good. We thought we could get started, but like you're hearing cases with the MLB, you're hearing cases with the NFL, with the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. definitely like very present and very worrisome in a way. Worrisome to the point that what could happen? Could we not have an NFL season this year? Like you know what I mean? So it's definitely worrisome. Yeah, and to combat that, uh, somebody like Dr. Fauci was suggesting that the the NFL actually play in like uh, a bubble like the NBA is doing, right? Um, <laughs> okay, I don't know how that's gonna work that. with all because there's so many players on on these NFL rosters, man. Yeah, how could you play in a bubble like? Yeah, the NBA, right, right. You yeah, know, the NBA has like 15 players. Exactly to, to a roster. That's 53, right, right? That's 53 active, not not including um, practice squad. Practice squad, exactly. So it's. And the amount of coaches they have, the amount of personnel they have. So it's definitely going to... If that were to happen, I don't think the, the NFL season would happen. Yeah. It would be really hard to keep track of that. Somebody like... I mean, John Harbaugh has come out talking about... I don't see how how we're going to follow these rules for the NFL season. You know, he doesn't see any way that, you know, they're going to stop anything with the rules that they're trying to implement. You know, with uh, the, the facilities and stuff like that, you can't have this amount of players... You know, with people working out, touching the same equipment and well, all that stuff, he's just like, dude, this is it's kind of impossible. One you know, of the for- rules, one of the rules that they had was almost like a no huddle, like almost you cannot huddle because you're so close to each other in the huddle. So what? They're gonna have everybody have a, a chip in their in their helmet? Or running no huddle offense. Either run the no huddle offense the whole game, or I think everybody has you know a radio in their in their, head, in their, head, in their, head, right, in their exactly. At least the quarterback can you know. Scream out the play well, and everybody what, receives it. That's what the XFL did. So maybe the NFL might. The want, XFL did that. Yeah. Oh really? Every, I didn't even know that. Wow. Every player has, so the when the coach speak, all the players just heard what heard. I don't know why the, the NFL wouldn't do that because that makes that makes it better for the players. Everybody's on the same on the same page. On the same page. You know. Right. right exactly. Of, they they should have done think, that. But I think there's something about like the quarterback calling the play. I don't know. No, that's bullshit. If you want a good product. You know what I'm saying? You give everybody I don't I don't understand why they haven't thought of that before. Like give if we're in a loud ass stadium, why wouldn't you allow me to have all my players to have something in their head? I think that's the point of the game though. Like if you if every player has a headset in their in their head, then that takes away from the effect of the fans. Like one of so so the Super Bowl that Peyton Manny played against the Seahawks where he lost 43 to 8 or whatever the score yeah. was mm-hmm. was all because of um, the fans the fans were so loud that Peyton Manny couldn't communicate to his offense and that made the game beautiful that like the f- the fans affected like the game and I think that's important too to you me wanna, that, that's you not fair keep, you want to keep that as part of the game to me that's not fair it is fair that's I, what I don't know. that's what I'm um, home um, what do you call that the home, home, home day 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 advantage I get it 
But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yo, if you have a product and you want the best version of the product, why wouldn't you do that? Like, we do have, we do have the technology now. I, you know I, I love it. I think it's beautiful when, like, the Patriots, for a long time, one of the reasons why the Patriots were successful is because they had the ability to run the no-huddle offense when yeah. a lot of other teams couldn't do that because their quarterback just went smart enough or advanced enough to do it. No, I, I, I mean, I definitely see what you're saying. I'm not, like, disagreeing with that at all. Um, but it could help. Saying, like you know, yeah. like as we move forward, it's like yo, bring bring the game forward. You're you're changing all the rules. You're adding extra technology. Cameras here, cameras there. Why can't we all have a headset? You know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. Even if the 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 crowd is really loud, like players on the other team should be able to like get get the play. You know what I'm saying? From the quarterback, at least be able to. You know, um, I don't know. That, that's just my take on it. But you know, that's. Interesting for sure, John. I never really thought of that, but that's certainly a thing that should, you know, pro- probably happen. Uh, but yeah, I think with the NFL bubble thing, that's not realistic. That's, no, that's not realistic. That's, at that's all. not gonna happen because there's no facility that has multiple football fields and that could actually like be able to hold those amount of teams that do come in to. You know, due to that facility, like that, that just can't happen. Not even the Pro Hall of Fame and uh, Canton, Ohio. I don't know if you guys have been there, right? Right, but right. They That's don't a even, big place. Right, it's, it's huge for sure. But they don't even have more than one uh, big football field to be able to actually. What if they send sixteen teams somewhere and sixteen teams somewhere else? No, that's what they should have did in the first place. Buy a fucking island, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't. Uh, they should have an emergency point. island where play, you know sporting events can go be played at. You know when when shit goes when shit hits the fan. You know that's too so much power. That is a lot of power. Too much power. I oh, mean, I dude, like you said, Roger Goodell is supposed to make them twenty five <laughs> billion dollars a year. They got the money, bro. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, if you have a contingency plan, I I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know. Um, somewhere that's completely uninhabited, just got workers over there. Just keep the place clean until we so need much it. Power. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, I, I want to move on from this. Uh, other NFL news: Trent Williams from the Redskins. He actually signed with the 49ers. Let's, let's call them the racial slur. Let's let's not even say their name. Trent Williams? Uh, no, I'm talking no, the about the Washington Redskins. Redskins yeah, hmm. I'm not even going to say their name. Oh, you mean... Okay, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I was confused I mean, for a little yeah. bit. Oh, <laughs> so you mean like the Washington racial slurs. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's what we should call them from now on. I was listening uh, to... I was listening to... Um, yeah, I was listening to the NPR segment and the host called them the Washington racial slurs. Yo, and I was like, I have, I, have, I have to start calling them that now. Nah, it makes absolute sense. I think we we talked about it a little bit uh, last week, last week, know, right? Yeah, 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 man. You you shouldn't do that, and you know that that's a deserving name. You need name. to change the name, you know. But I'm actually really glad for Trent Williams though, because oh, yeah, the sure. man sat out a whole year. Because yeah, what? yeah. Well, he didn't trust the the medical, medical staff, the medical staff, yeah, for those Redskins and <laughs> the stories that I was With hearing. The, oh, the racial slurs, yeah. The Washington racial slurs. Yeah. You know, that's going to take a while to stick until they they change it. But, yeah, man, the stories I was hearing from Trent Williams, man, I'm just like, that's really concerning because this is – football players want to play football, man. I don't care what nobody says. Like, they want to go out there and hit something, you know, and for him to sit out, you know, after his whole injury concern and continue speaking his displeasures and stuff like that, and he finally got traded. So I'm happy for him because he's actually one of the really good linemen in the league, and, 
know, he is. the Patriots wanted him for a while. Yes, and they just couldn't get him. Right, I right. Because why would you help the Patriots get better, man? Yeah, you know. Well, no, no, you just help the national, um, the the NFC champion champions get better. No facts. Yeah. <laughs> now they they they're they got going a back solid to left tackle. Exactly, and as if they didn't already have a really good offensive line. Now to be to begin with, and the offensive better. line just got that much better, I and also their running game got that much better. I, I know what it is. They they didn't want Trent Williams to air him out even more, so they traded him to a good team instead of sending him to another trash team like this. You know, <laughs> or a team that they won't be playing next year. Maybe you know because he he pro- well he knows everything about them. But they're, they're in the NFC. The Wishoslers are in the NFC, so <laughs> it's gonna. I mean, whether whether they play each other or not. It's, they're going to be in their way to get to any kind of playoff. You know the Redskins aren't making no, the playoffs I know, next I know year. They, Come on now. Or excuse ain't. me, the racial slurs no, no, aren't no. making the playoffs. No, no, no they're yeah, not yeah. making the playoffs. I'm just saying they traded them the same conference. They so better they were, sign Cap. The um, the 49ers are going to be in their ways no matter what. Yeah. Um, actually, um, I mean, I'm happy for him, like I was saying. But another big notable name is wishing that he gets traded. Mm-hmm. Jamal Adams from the Jets. That was that was big news. Ooh, yes, big, big big news. So, is, oh, yeah. so tell me, what is Adam Gase doing over there, dude? Like we were saying when we did our prediction show, none of us here trust Adam Gase. You know, um, I don't what, think what any kind of us, show. What kind of show is he running over? I I don't know, man. Like that's weird. You have one of the best safeties in the league, man. Best you know? safety leader in the locker room. Yep. You know what I mean? Like outspoken. If, exactly. Right, if he right. wants to get traded. Like you're getting rid of the glue to your team. You know what I mean? Facts. Like, I, I, exactly. Adam gets will get fired next year. <laughs> you think he's gonna get? Well, you mean for next season? Like I don't know if it's in the middle of the season, but definitely by end of the season, Adam Gates will be jobless. What would it take for him to get fired during the season? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Owen, Owen eight. <laughs> oh and eight, I'll definitely fire his ass. If I'm <laughs> oh yeah, right, 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 right. Like, but I think dark. I think he's gonna have another four and twelve season, and he's gonna get fired. Shit, I don't know. You know, they always talk about how smart he is. It's like, it doesn't sound like he's that smart to me with his deal. Yeah, yeah. everybody what? is smart when Peyton Manning is the quarterback. <sighs> Ooh, shots yeah. fired. Like, right what's, there. what's his name? What's Facts, the Facts, boy? What's the offensive coordinator um, for the Patriots? Um, Josh, Josh McDaniels. Josh, tell me what Josh McDaniels did in. Denver or in St. Louis? Absolutely Denver. nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Then, then he went a, a game with Tebow or something oh, like that. He won a, so, he he won won a playoff game. game. He, he won, won a against the Pittsburgh Tebow. Steelers. Yes, he won a playoff game. He was not with the Denver Denver at that time. He wasn't. He, I thought he was the head that coach was John of the Broncos. Fox. That was John Fox. Oh really? That was yeah. John Fox. I guarantee you. That I thought John that was, Fox. That I was thought McDaniels. McDaniels didn't go to the playoff with the with the Broncos, my dude. He Watch, got fired. Look it up. Yeah, he got yeah, fired. He got fired. Oh, yeah. Should a they year, let his ass go? He got half into his job. He got Because he was doing so terrible. Yeah, yes. The only win he got is that he won one game against Belichick, and he thought he won the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Right, that, that was, was his, his Super Bowl. Right, yeah, right, right. He right, was right. his fist so hard, bro. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, right. Is that, little, he thought little, he won a chip that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of people talk about Josh as, like, this offensive genius. I don't, I don't see it. <laughs> I think wow. it's a lot of it is Brady, uh, and and you know he he draw he does draw some nice schemes, but meh. he does draw up some really crazy, some really crazy trick plays, plays man. Yeah. I'm like, oh okay, but yeah. then also his 
play calling at times is, is questionable yes. and, and like yeah, head scratching to say the least. Year, you especially last year. Yes. Especially, particularly in that playoff game against the against the Tennessee Titans yes. in which they had the ball at the one yard line and they had three chances to get it in and they ran the ball three times and they still couldn't get it in. They ran it with Sony Michelle up the middle twice, couldn't get it. Then third and goal, you run it an outside pitch to Rex Burkhead and you lose yards. It's yeah, like, what the hell are you doing? Let's not crazy. get away from the point of discussion. But yeah, <laughs> enough about Josh McDaniels, right? Let's get back into Jamal Adams. Hey. Now, let, let me go in on uh, Jamal Adams in the New York Jets. Okay, Barry. <laughs> get him, Barry. <laughs> so, we have here an all-pro safety who's been an all-pro for the last two years yep. of the New York Jets. Arguably the strong, the best strong safety in, in the, the in the league, right, right. Who's made multiple Pro Bowls and who's the best player on that team? What's he on his like third year? So on his third year, he's still on his rookie deal. He still has one more year left on his rookie deal uh, before you know his rookie deal is up. And he's made it twice already. Exactly. Oh yeah, already two Pro Bowls, two All Pros already. Off the bat, lead tackler. Both, both, you know, he's led, led in tackles, led in QB hits, and he was among the league leaders in sacks for a, a, a safety. That That's pretty sad, and that goes to show how bad of a defense that is if your safety is your league, leading tackler and your leading sack guy. Okay, make your make So your, uh, make now let me get, get to my point. So, I don't blame Jamal Adams at all for requesting a trade and wanting out of New York. Because who in their right mind, who the fuck wants to play for the New York Jets? As lousy and as miserable and as garbage and as much of a joke and laughing stock as that franchise has been for the last decade. The New York Jets have made the playoffs once in the last 10 years. One time. That's it. They have not done a damn thing since Mark Sanchez. <laughs> since Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan, they haven't done a damn thing. So if you're Jamal Adams, why the hell are you trying to play your prime years or why are you trying to play the rest of your rookie contract on a team that's clearly not going to win and that's not going anywhere and that's not getting better and they're not doing anything to improve the team. Well, I think that, you know, you got to look back at organizationally, you know, the way they build things. It's like you're you're not building it the right way. You know what I'm saying? If this, if this is your top guy and this is how you, you choose to, you know, treat him or the things that are leaked in the freaking media and he, the things that get to him, you know what I'm saying? And makes him react that way. It's like you're not building the right culture there, man. And they're that, not. that's clear. That's clear. They're, they're not at all. I, absolutely not. I 100% agree with that. And that's the crazy part is that Jamal Adams is one of the guys that you want on your team to build that culture yeah, no to problem. make you know you into a winning franchise to let the guys know that. We're here to win, and we're you know gonna play hard every single play, every single game, and we're you know, we're actually going to be you know a respectable and competitive team that puts you know gives it their all each and every Sunday. 
so it, it, it makes the others better and on to more NFL news. Actually, uh, Dak Prescott plans to sign his 31.4 million franchise tag um, on Monday, I believe. So that's gonna end the free agency fiasco going on. So um, I'm actually happy to hear that uh, he hasn't done it yet. So he could change his mind. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but I want to move on to the NBA, man. There's a couple things happening in the NBA. Yeah, one thing actually has to do with the NFL, not to go back into it, but uh, Popovich, Greg, Greg Popovich, the, the coach of the Spurs, the head coach of the Spurs, the legendary coach, man, he came out and um, he came out hard towards the NFL. Um, and one of his quotes was, um, it's just hypocritical. It's incongruent. It doesn't make sense. People aren't blind. Do you go to your staff and your players and talk about injustices and in democracy and how to protest? I don't get it. I think they put themselves in a position that's unattainable. And he he just went in on them, man. Um, you know, just displaying his displeasure with the NFL, Roger Goodell, and how they handled the whole, you know, uh, Colin Kaepernick situation, how they've handled Black Lives Matter as a whole period, man. And if you know anything, you know Greg Popovich is one of the more outspoken coaches in the league, and he always comes hard after people. And, you know, even after his own games, he's going to come hard at the at – the, uh, people interviewing at the press conferences. Anywhere he goes, he speaks his mind and he speaks the truth. And I appreciate him for that. Did you guys get to see that? Popovich is a class act. He's one of the most outspoken coaches out there. And he always speaks on the right side of history, on the right side of the issues. Uh, or at least I always agree with whatever Pop has to say. And I think Pop is coming at the NFL in the same way I came at them earlier in the show, saying that they are writing the fence. They are hypocritical, like, as he said in, his, um, in the quote that John just read. So they're riding the fence. They're trying to side with the players and making sure like, oh, yeah, my players can kneel now. After four or five years that they were, I told them not to kneel, but now they can kneel. And I'm trying to support them at the same time. And that, and I think that's where Popovich is coming from. So I think he's just putting it out there. Like, don't don't buy into the bullshit the NFL is trying to sell you right now. They are, they are hypocrite, a hypocritical company or a hypocritical organization. Yeah, I mean, Pop. Couldn't have said it any better. I, you know, absolutely agree with you know the statement that he just stated there. It was definitely well said and you know and well written. But for sure, he pretty much hit the nail right on the head, right there. I mean, that's exactly what the NFL is doing right now and and who they are. They are you know hypocritical and yeah, and they know they had fucked up with the whole. Colin Kaepernick thing and they're trying to fix that or at least do their best in order to do so so I mean it's too little too late as we've said so and it's just you know it it, it doesn't really mean anything right now so I mean it's definitely Popovich is absolutely right and 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 definitely he did you know put a statement that I mean it's hard not to agree with I'd agree with uh, what, what Vlad said, you know, uh, Pop is, you know, he's always one of the most respected coaches in the league. And I think that there's reasons for that. You know, um, they pick him to lead a lot of the stuff that the NBA has going on, like, you know, the Olympics. He's always like a coach, you know, he's, he's coaching a lot of things for the U.S. And I think his voice definitely carries. And, you know, um, I don't want to say too much about it, but I, I'm definitely a Greg Popovich fan. And I like when he speaks out because people listen 
and he he usually comes very hard. He's not mincing his words. You know what I'm saying? Like when Popovich speaks, you know he's talking to you. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's no sugarcoating shit. It's like he's been against Trump the whole time he's been running. You know, like right in the freaking um, locker room after a game, he's he's voicing his displeasure on political shit. You know what I mean? Even though we know a lot of uh, the news uh, stations frown upon players and coaches voicing their uh, political beliefs and things like that. But, um, you know, like Vlad was saying, you know, he usually agrees with uh, a lot of the stuff Greg Popovich is saying. Um, there's a guy that I think a lot of us usually kind of like disagree when it comes to the shit that he be talking about. And that guy is Kyrie Irving. So we spoke about Kyrie Irving a little bit last show, um, talking about his sentiments uh, about the NBA not coming back because he wants to focus on social justice and things like that. So, you know, throughout the week, things have been coming up where, you know, there's been some really funny reporting about the situation that's going on that that's made me some, well, has made me feel some kind of way or made me think some things about this dude. So the story is like he only came out against the NBA once he found out he couldn't go to, to Orlando. So he was ready to start with the, the league back up, you know, because he thought that he'd be able to go there and, you know, cheer his team on. And as soon as they were like, well, you know, if you're not playing, you can't be there. You know, which makes sense because it's fucking coronavirus. Why would you want an extra body that's not doing anything there? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and then... The, um, the whole point of 22 teams and not 30 teams just eliminate anybody that has no chance of playing. Yeah, man. And, yeah. you know, it's it's like he, he threw a tantrum and was just like, you know, let's just not play. You know what I'm saying? Um, Talking about... He's urging other players to, like, form their own league, which is like, bro, this is, like, this is not the... You know you've played majority of the season, right? So all of a sudden we just now yeah let's just forget <laughs> let's just start our own league you know like I don't I don't understand that you know which I mean I'm not opposed to people starting their own leagues as far as like black ownership and things like that but like this is not the time bro you know what I mean like what would you think of that when you seen that you know I agree with a lot of the things Kerry was Kyrie was talking about starting your own league Kyrie as, as as a black as black players starting your own league is a great idea so focus on social justice is a great idea. But I always knew there was something fishy about it because it's Kyrie. I just don't trust Kyrie. Every time he brings anything up, it's always about him crying for something. It's never, it's never an honest. It's never, it never comes from the heart. Like you know, what I mean, mm. Kyrie actually always ulterior motives. Exactly. So Fair. as soon as I heard it last week, I was like, yeah, I I agree with all that, but I'm fucking with it because it's Kyrie. <laughs> and then and then all week, all I listened to was um, Kendrick Perkins talking about Kyrie is one of the is one of the um, vice president of the nba players association which means he was on every single call deciding what to do for the league this year every single call deciding what to do for the summer going to orlando Mm -hmm. 20s team he was on every single call and not once did he say oh um yeah i I, I ain't about that not once did he say that until just like john said until he found out he couldn't go over there you know what i mean he's like a fucking child dude it's like that that kid (laughs) it's like that kid that that signed up for the field trip yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And then at the last minute, he fucks up and he's like, you can't go to the trip. And then now he wants to, you know, cause all kinds of fucking trouble <laughs> just because he can't go on the trip, dude. Trying to uh, get all his friends. He's like fucking Kevin right, McAllister, right. dude. Like, home alone, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, <laughs> nah, I, I, I never trusted Kyrie uh, with his instant, um, with his, uh, with his bullshit. I never trusted him. So I'm glad, um, I'm glad that came out. Excuse me. I'm glad players get to see that. Um, and I hope, you know, I hope the players that were following Kyrie sees the bullshit, the, the, the smoke behind 
the mirrors, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, Barry, I know you went you went off on Kyrie last week, so don't do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to have a Kyrie bashing oh part two. You went, you, you went in on him last week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I, I won't give it to him like I gave it to him last week. But I think you already said a lot of the stuff, exact stuff we were talking about last week. You know, you told, you right, said, right. like, this, this is what I was no trying to bring sense. y'all, a, a, you know, a light on and make y'all aware that this is who Kyrie Irving is. He's a selfish, arrogant, you know, self-centered guy that only thinks of himself. And clearly he got in his feelings as soon as the NBA told him that he couldn't be there since he wasn't going to play because he's still injured recovering from that shoulder surgery he recently had. And it's fascinating to me and it's laughable to me that throughout all these calls that they had, he never said anything to Chris Paul, who's the president of the NBA the Players Association, to uh, Michelle Roberts, who's a part of that Players Association as well, and to any of the other people that are part of that committee and part of the, on the higher ups, or to even Adam Silver as well. So the fact that now he wants to be in his feelings about that is petty and, 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 and it's childish, you know, and it shows you that the guy's clearly immature and all he thinks about is himself, his his own needs. Yeah, man. Um, I just think, listen, I really liked Kyrie Irving before he came here. <laughs> and, like, I really liked him as a player before he came to Boston. Like, yeah, I, I You know, just too. seeing him from afar, seeing the skills that he got. You know, and sometimes he did come off smart. I didn't really see a lot of like the um, the stuff with the media and how condescending he sound all the time when he talked to the media. You know, talking down to you, talking like you don't know what you're doing. It's like, bro, I've been I've been covering the league for like 20 years, and you act like we don't know what we're talking about. You know, so um, it's it's sad to me that like I can't listen to anything this guy says anymore. And I think the more he talks, the more full of shit everybody sees that he is, man. You know, and I think. <laughs> I I'm think glad y'all see it now. This is what I tried to tell yeah, you last I think week. After after this, like his image is gonna be changing even more, like throughout the league, you know what I'm saying? With the news that came out about him, you know, just making that three sixty turnaround uh as soon as they told him he couldn't come. It's like that that's that's just childish, man. You know, that, that's crazy. Um, you know, so to Kyrie, he you know, if it was up to him, he'd definitely not have the <laughs> season come back after everything. That we just talked about um but there are other things that are you know that may be affecting an nba season um so florida is in some kind of turmoil right now when it comes to the coronavirus so with the florida you know being possibly the next epicenter of the pandemic right mm -hmm. so they're, they're like about to be leading in this stuff because they opened up pretty early like do you guys think there's a chance that the nba coming back there could be affected i don't think so i think they're gonna wow, be really i'm surprised you, you don't No, i just so. think they, they're gonna create that bubble situation for them yeah and nobody else will be able to go in there or go in and out of there so i i don't think um i don't think the nba is gonna cancel it because of that yeah yeah it's definitely concerning uh as far as the recent reports that and cases that have come out of the coronavirus in florida um uh, i'm a little you know worried about it as far as how it can affect the NBA bubble in Orlando, but I still think that at the end of the day, when it does come come time next month for them to uh, restart the season, I still think they be able to do that. One concerning thing that I actually had found out was that apparently 
the Disney staff that's going to be working in the NBA bubble uh, is actually going to be allowed to come in and out of the bubble. They're actually not going to be staying in the bubble. They actually have are the only ones that have access to be able to leave, and they actually won't be tested. So that's definitely uh, something that I know that's a big concern to me, and that's been a big concern to the NBA players uh, and to the NBA themselves as well. That's so, like the uh, jail facilities kind of situation because you know you got the COs that can leave the jail and come back and then you know the inmates that are just they can't go nowhere you know so who's bringing in the virus, the virus you know what yeah. i'm saying like it's not it's not the inmates man it's oh, the yeah. people bringing the shit in you know so i i definitely agree with you barry that's definitely concerning right there man I yeah without I, question i think the nba being such a big organization i think they'll be able to do something about that yeah Give those guys i don't know what is it a hundred of those disney employees Give them, give each of them a room. Maybe more. Maybe I mean, less. why wouldn't you? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, listen, you got a few months to just be here. You cannot have any guests. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. everything's paid out, for. Hang out with, you know, hang out with NBA players. Hang out with NBA players. Right, right. Well, I, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if that's a good situation. Um, right, right. There's a situation that the players they're gonna be stuck in one place. You know, what I'm saying they don't have variety that they they usually get exactly. when they travel exactly. to you know other. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. That might be a little problematic. You know, two <laughs> stories about you know the this girl that with... usually the, the girl that would never meet an NBA player might you know meet an Bruh. NBA player. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, so, I, I'm like damn, yo, that could be a situation where. It's like, nah, it'd definitely be a you know, oh yeah, for sure. Like, rest in peace to him. Like that could be like a Kobe situation, real quick. You feel me? Like, oh yeah, yeah. what that, happened you know, in Denver? Yeah. Wanted to be with somebody, and you know, it then ended up working out, and then boom, now it's it's a big situation. So, well, I think um, I think it's gonna be. I don't want to speak on the Kobe thing, but I just think it's gonna be a similar situation as Olympic, um, the Olympic Village. Yes. Olympic mm-hmm. Village, where everybody's in the same bubble, everybody in the same area. Everybody's sleeping I mean, with the know, same people. People are adults. Handle yourself as adults. Nah, man, that's like the college campus type of vibe, exactly. right there. Just handle yourself as adults. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know. I, but I, you guys aren't worried about the Disney staff and employees that's no, going to be working there, that and right that's there. actually not. We, at least as of right now, we, the NBA said that they're not going to be tested throughout that time. That they're going to be working in the bubble. No, we can pass we that. We can pass that. We say we are concerned about that but we believe that the nba and disney will work that out because they are such big companies they'll make sure that those guys stay in the bubble and get but they're unionized so i don't know if they can there's only so much they can do since the actually the disney workers are unionized that's what i was reading up get it like we definitely we're definitely concerned well i didn't know about that um but like fuck the union bro like the union is there to protect people right you can't say so why would no no i I'm, I'm part of a union, so I'm yeah. grateful for the union. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? But I'm just saying, like, if it comes to people's health and safety, like, fuck all that <laughs> guidelines, bro. Like, make an exception for these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. still represent them as a union. Yeah, I think I, I I believe the union will work it out with the NBA and Disney to get those to have those people stay in the same bubble. Like, even if they have to pay them like extra, you know, pay them hazard pay or pay yeah, them do extra. something, man. Right, or at least so, have them tested. Right, right. Figure out some kind of way to make it safe for I, everybody. I, I would not be a fan of people going in and out. Hell no. If I'm a player, that's a major, major concern for me. 
Yeah, I like, think they mean to tell me exactly. the workers are gonna leave. Like, nah, fam. I think Especially since uh-uh. no one else can leave, right? Because none of the players or the coaches can leave and, unless if they have like an excuse, like a family emergency or yeah. something like that. And, yeah. and the, the the place is freaking riddled with coronavirus cases right now, and it's climbing. It hasn't. St- they opened up exactly. early. They opened up everything. Yeah. And now the shit's climbing back up. Right. You right. know. So I, I don't know, man. Um, I I definitely hope the NBA comes back. I don't think it's in right now since you know they put a lot of money into it already so i think it will come back but you never know we'll see man no but i'll say this i do have faith and confidence and trust in adam silver that he'll be able to you know figure out something in order to make this environment as safe as possible for uh you know all the nba teams that are going to be in the bubble next month i definitely have a more on the nba more backlash for um 45 in office uh jason tatum Proud of that guy. He came out against uh, against Trump, you know, when he when he talked about, um, you know, the players kneeling, how he's not going to watch. And Jason Tatum was basically like, we ain't worried about you type shit, you know. So um, shout outs to him for, you know, stepping up, speaking out. Him and Jalen Brown have been like really outspoken to, throughout this whole situation. And, you know, it's good to see as as Boston Celtics fans. So shout outs to them. Uh, another NBA news. Adam Silver is giving any player that does not want to play until June 24th to declare so so that they're not going to play for the season. And they are going to get a fraction of their contract, of course. So if they so choose to do that, they're definitely not going to get like, you know, game checks or, you know, um, the usual pay that they usually get so if i if i'm an nba player you guys think a lot of players would opt out well players are already talking about an opt out right now how so. many do you think will realistically opt out i don't know i i really don't know i just think that if you have players like Kyrie talking even though we don't see Kyrie as a leader some players do see him as a leader yeah. some players go up watching Kyrie and they they idolize him yeah um and you got dwight howard coming out saying that he's not coming back so i think players are looking up to those players that that was that, my next question that might influence those players so what do you do if you're LeBron and Dwight Howard says he's not playing for the rest of the season. Like, are you upset? Like, what? What? I think uh, knowing knowing <laughs> LeBron, LeBron will be okay with whatever right. decision how um, Dwight makes. He's not Jordan. Nah. No. Jordan would <laughs> Jordan would have air him out. Kobe would have air him out. A lot of soft. <laughs> Kobe would have said more than soft. But but I I just think that yeah, some players are gonna opt out. I mean, even before all that happened, um, Dame Dollar did, didn't want to play. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, man, he's true. Um, so right. I think that was a motivated. lot of high profile players. Wait, I think play. that was motivated um, because he didn't think he was going to get a chance to play because they were out of the playoff picture. Right, right. You know that's, that's no, even true. when that happened, I think he he didn't want to play. Really? Even when they decided the 13 teams in the even West. Even though they got players coming back and they could be a totally different team? Right, right. Yeah. I don't he, know. Yeah, huh, so was, that's interesting. Was, like um the so twenty two teams um thirty teams voted um for the for the setup that's gonna happen in the summer. Yeah. Only one team voted against it, mm. and that and was the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, exactly. Okay. exactly. So, okay. Even though they know they were gonna be in it. Okay. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't well, surprise they, they weren't sure it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot of players opt out even even though that's not what I want but um it wouldn't surprise me to see them opt out. Hmm. What were you gonna say, Barry? And that takes us on to uh the NHL man Vlad. Can so you- so we just gonna give a couple of quick updates on the nhl mlb and some soccer updates uh-huh. um, we're not gonna stay too long on them for so we'll start with the nhl so the nhl camps will start on july 10th nhl playoff will start july 30th the nhl has also been testing their players um for covid19 
Um, they tested 200 players. 11 out of the 200 players came back positive. Wow, that's not um, bad. Which is not bad, actually. It's not bad right? at all. Yeah, it isn't. That's less than 10%. Good for them. That's less than 10%, so that's, right, right. that's really good. That's um, good. The Lightning, the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning had a COVID outbreak. I'm not sure how many players had the COVID, but they had a COVID outbreak. So it's something to watch. Um, it's something to watch for all the sports because all, all the sports are planning on coming back, but um, coronavirus cases are rising in a lot of different states. So hopefully... That doesn't stop all those progress that those league had made um as far as the mlb the mlb we've talked about that the last i don't know three four shows um finally this this week the owners proposed a 60 game season with fully prorated salaries one of the big argument that the players and the mlb pa and the owners were having was around pay right like did they want to pay the players their full salary so they finally decided that they will pay their players their full salary um one one thing the players have to vote on that proposal um it it was said that they were taking a couple of days to see how the covid outbreak is going before they send that proposal but barry you were mentioned earlier that they um they will play they will send that proposal today sunday um oh they actually will vote on it the players are gonna have a vote on it sunday they decided to before the you know getting more data on the recent corona outbreaks that they're gonna actually do the vote on sunday so so we'll, today, we'll see how that goes today sunday july 20 21st so if the players decide to vote on that today we'll get the results and we'll see if they agree on it the chances chances are that they will agree on it especially for the fact that um they're they're gonna get paid all the money that they they wanted um so i i, I don't see them voting against it but we never know i don't know what you guys think hey man i, I just good luck to them dude that, that's all i'm saying because like this this shit's ridiculous and we yeah. talked about it already man it is um all right so that's it for mlb soccer um so over the week we had the copa italia and that was napoli versus juventus um napoli won copa italia against Ronaldo's Juventus so that was a big loss for Ronaldo to win another um champion uh, another cup um so he missed he missed out on that um the Premier League you're happy um <laughs> I am I am he's, happy. he's a messy guy I, I am happy um the Premier League came back this um last Wednesday um the players wore Black Lives Matter uh, the, the players jersey said Black Lives Matter on the back I of seen the jersey that. that was pretty which, cool yeah which is pretty wow, cool. I, I love that. that that is awesome every player's name in the back was yeah, replaced yeah. with Black Lives Matter and then wow the games that I watch I watched the Manchester City versus Arsenal game and before the game all the players took a knee on the field so that was like really beautiful just to see how, was. Wow. how um you know the how the protest is affecting the world and how high profile players are making statements and high profile teams high profile leagues are um supporting the movement um last thing I want to talk about is the MLS so the MLS agreed on a World Cup like tournament which I talked about a couple episodes ago yep. um so there's gonna be 54 matches plays um there's six groups um teams will arrive in florida on june 24th july 8th the tournament starts july 25 july 25th to july 28th will be the round of 16 july 30th to august 1st will be the quarterfinals semifinals will be august 5th to 6th and august 11th will be the final so wow. i'm definitely excited about it um next week i will come here and talk about the the six different groups and talk about which team has the most chance of winning and which group is the group of death um so um tune in for that next week thank you vlad i appreciate that man You're and welcome. you know soccer fans man you can always come on pro fan sports podcast and learn what, what the hell's going on because you know it's not really on on all the news channels like that so it's not vlad got you man 
so I appreciate it. Um, before we move on to the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week, I just wanted to remind people to please email us your questions or send us a message on our, our social media. Okay, so Instagram, I'm on there all the time. Profans underscore sports. Twitter.com slash profansports. Facebook.com slash profansports. Send us a question, man. And if you know us, you got our numbers. Again, send us a, send us a text. You know, we'll, we'll get you on the show either way, man. But Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. Barry, man. Yes. So for the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week, we have Angels player and future Hall of Famer, our first baseman, Albert Pujols. So he gets the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week because he decided to cover the salaries of the Angels staff members based in Dominican Republic who were let go earlier in June by the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, he's going to be covering five months salary for each of the employees for a total of $180,000. Uh, so I thought that was really cool and awesome for him to do that to help his uh, people and you know who are working for the Angels and that were you know from the Dominican Republic since he himself is from the Dominican Republic to be able to help those guys out from a financial standpoint and still have uh, some money coming in to be able to do what they need to do from a financial standpoint uh, so big, big ups and big shout outs to Albert Pujols for you know doing that and he's definitely one of my favorite players in the league and he's I'm not surprised that he did something like that because he's always been that kind of person and a generous and a first class guy and one of the classier guys in the MLB so that kind of is pretty much exactly confirms and validates you know him being that kind of person you know on and off the field so congrats to Albert Pujols on being the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week this week. That's awesome man congratulations to Albert you know always a good guy you know but at the same time I'm just like still like why why are these players having paid you know employee shit you know I'm saying yeah. you're an right. employee yourself right. it's like we're working in the same building I get laid off but you're paying my salary instead yeah. of the fucking company doing that which is when like what what is up with that the owners have way too much money billions dude like y'all got so much fucking money and you guys watch your own players give out monies to your employees which it, it makes no sense to, to me but you know um, shout outs to him man yeah big shout, shout out to him to people like sure. David Price you know and I know a couple other guys have done the same things too man so shout outs to you know Albert Pujols again for being the, the B Money Lifestyle Person of the Week and lastly man again happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there all the fathers listening all the fathers handling everything that they're supposed to man so you know this is our show Pro Fan Sports Podcast thank you for listening if you're still listening and catch us next week man and that's our show have a good a week everybody